Good morning. Imagine you're sitting in the office to perform your disaster recovery test. We are not sure our disaster recovery test will succeed or not, because most of us don't get a chance to validate our recovery plan because of downtime involved in it. What if, if we have some solution which allow us to perform non-disruptive recovery testing without actually impacting your production, which also allow us to perform end-to-end -end application validation. So here, what we achieved is we are going to talk about it. With that, I'm Mohamed Rafiq Kajamaydin. I'm Senior Cloud Infrastructure Administrator with uh, VMware IT. I'm VMware V-Expert from 2015 and technical blogging at vmwarearena.com. I have my colleague, Karthik Rajvangrasamy, to co-present this session. Let him talk about himself. Hello, everyone. Good morning. My name is Karthik Rajvangrasamy. I'm working as a senior manager in VMware Carp IT team. My team manages VMware business critical application and my VMware portal where customers used to download the vSphere products and the license. Let's continue. Thank you, Karthik. So what we have in the store is uh, we are going to talk about how big is VMware IT infrastructure and how did we design VMware NSX and Horizon View for this bubble test recovery process. We are also going to talk about the overall process of this uh, bubble test recovery. And also we'll share some of the SRM advanced settings which helps us to shard on the RTO, followed by uh, some of the challenges and lessons learned which we faced in this uh, implementation. So this is the snapshot of uh, IT infrastructure. This includes uh, uh, VMware Carp IT and also the OneCloud Infra where uh, your HO labs are hosted. We have around nine data centers and 117 offices, we have around 1 million virtual machines which are getting created and deleted weekly. We have around 6,000 plus VMware ESXi host, and also we are in the, into the container space, we have around 1,30,000 container space, uh, you know, like we are, which is getting created and deleted weekly. We have around 55 production applications which are micro-segmented using VMware NSX, and also three uh, production application, which is running in VMware Cloud on AWS, which includes uh, VMware.com, where the web portal which you use to register for this event. And the vSAN space, we have around 10.3 petabyte of raw storage, and also like 73,000 uh, devices which are managed by the AirWatch. So this is, uh, you know, like a logical DR design of VMware IT. We have a protected side in the Santa Clara, and recovery side in the Vinachi. And we are using Site Recovery Manager to automate our DR workflows. We have both array-based replication and also vSphere replication to protect our vSAN workloads. SRA is nothing but a storage replication adapter, uh, like storage under uh, storage under writes and code, which helps the Site Recovery Manager to talk to your underlying uh, storage during test recovery or actual recovery. Okay, uh, I hope most of us are about Site Recovery Manager. The Site Recovery Manager is an automated and orchestrated software to automate your DR workflows. Uh, it helps us to create a centralized recovery plan for thousands of virtual machines. One of the excellent features of Site Recovery Manager is you can validate your recovery plan without actually impacting the production. So you can test it anytime. And uh, uh, with the, in the, we have a wide range of uh, third-party replication support from uh, storage vendors, and Site Recovery Manager also seamlessly work with vSphere replication. Okay, so as I said, 
site recovery manager, one of the excellent features is uh, we can test the recovery plan without actually impacting the production. Let's talk about that. So this is a recovery plan. To perform the test recovery, we need to press the press, um, play button, test. So it will start the test recovery. There are multiple steps involved in the uh, recovery process. First is to synchronize the storage. It will synchronize the uh, active data from your protected site to the replication, replicated site. And followed by restore a recovery site host from the standby mode. So um, like most of us don't run any active workloads in your DR site. If it is the case, you can make use of VMware DPM to place your ESXi host into the standby mode. But when we perform test recovery, our actual recovery, we need the host to power on the virtual machine. So we can define this step ensure that it wakes up your host from the standby mode. And followed by suspend non-critical VMs. So even most of us run non-critical and uh, testing and development workloads on our DR host to utilize the maximum capacity of our hardware. So if you are performing test recovery or actual recovery, so we need a host resources to power on the recovered VMs. So we can define the non-critical VMs to get suspended during this test recovery. So this step takes care of that. Followed by create writable storage snapshot. So whenever we perform test recovery, it creates a temporary storage snapshot from the replicated data store, and it gets mounted to the ESXi host, DR ESXi host. And followed by configure test networks. Uh, in SRM test recovery, configure test, the default test network is auto. Auto means it's, it's nothing but SRM creates a port group with, without any uplink in each ESXi host. So it ensures that the traffic from virtual machine in test recovery will not pass across your ESXi host to ensure that it is not disrupting your production VMs. And followed by power on virtual machine, you can define a priority of virtual machine based on application startup order like app, web, and uh, DB also criticality of the virtual machine. OK, so we, we ran the test recovery, and we validated that uh, our infrastructure components, including storage and networks, are working fine. So we can clean up the test recovery. So just press the brush button. So it will start the cleanup. Cleanup is nothing but it powers off the virtual machine, and it just reset the storage data. OK, so now we understand how can we validate our recovery plan without impacting the production is we can make use of test recovery option in SRM to perform that. OK, now I said uh, with default test recovery network, the traffic will not pass across your ESXi host. But we need to validate the application. In an enterprise scenario, we run a multi-tiered application. So we have to establish a communication across the virtual machines to establish the communication, validate the application. So how can we do that? So we here used VMware NSX to establish the communication across the virtual machines in a bubble test environment. Let's Karthik talk about how did we design that. Thanks, Mohamad. Okay, we talked about using uh, we talked about SRM test recovery process. Now I'm going to talk about using SRM, NSX, and Horizon View, how we designed non-disruptive DR test environment. So as we mentioned, our environment is so huge. We have thousands of ESXi hosts and millions of VMs managed by different vCenter server. When we perform the disaster text recovery, uh, we need to uh, establish the communication across multiple uh, multi-tier application VM, which managed by the different ESXi, uh, which managed by the different vCenter server. So 
uh, also we need the environment where we can recover all the, our production VMs into the isolated environment without disturbing our production. So here we are leveraging NSX cross VC feature. In NSX, you, we created a multiple logical universal switches in DR side, which actually emulates the our production VLAN. So these all the least uh, NSS logical switches uh, we have to create in the primary NSX manager, which will get replicated to secondary NSX manager immediately. So followed that, <coughs> we created a universal distributed logical router, and then one leaf from each NSS logical switch, which get connected to this distributed log logical router. So that enables routing access across the logical networks. So when we create an NSS logical switch, it creates as a virtual wire in the vCenter server. So that we map as a test network in SRM. Actually, SRM allows to map various resources, uh, like uh, folder mappings, uh, network mappings, and storage profile mappings. That can be done at the site level to between protected sites and the recovery site to ensure that your inventory levels are matching each other. So like that, like we can map in a network mappings, we can map the protected network, recovery network, and test network, we can map it. When we perform the real test recovery, uh, real disaster recovery, <coughs> all the VMs will, will recover into the DR site, and those VMs get connected to the recovery network. When we perform the disaster recovery test, so all the recovered VMs will get connected to this test network. This test network is nothing but our NSS logical switch. Uh, this will establish the communication across uh, multi-tier application VMs, which spread across into the different DSX cluster. So look at this logical design diagram. Where this is our non-disruptive DR test uh, design. So on the left hand, we can, you can see that uh, production sites are hosted and where all the production VMs which get connected to the different networks like web tier, app tier, and the DB tier. So these VMs continue to run as it is uh, when we perform the DR test. The business will continue as it is. On the right right pan where you can see that this is the recovery site. So where we created a multiple universal logical switches. And those logical switches are connected to the universal distributed logical router. So, and these logical networks we mapped as a test network in SRM. So let's see the test recovery here, uh, how it get, the VMs get connected to all these networks. So administrator initiate the test recovery in SRM. So there are various tasks executed. So here we are uh, focusing only the configuring test networks. So uh, during the test rec uh, configuring test networks, all the recovered VMs will get connected to the isolated bubble network. So Followed that, the VMs have powered on. So now we have successfully established the communication for the multi-tier application VM, which connect across into the different network. Uh, we have not 100% success for our DR test until we perform the application validation. So application validation, this, since these VMs are recovered in isolated bubble environment, so how can we enable the user access to this bubble environment? So here we are leveraging Horizon View Desktop. So that enables the seamless user access to the uh, our bubble network. Uh, we need to note one point. 
So these VMs, uh, all the production VMs, uh, which are recovered into the DR side, which is using the same IP as same as the production. So when user connect to this uh, view desktop, by mistake, wrongly connect to the production environment and perform the application validation. So how can we overcome this challenge? So for that, we are using a Horizon View Security Server. So that will be act as a, uh, this is deployed between the production network and the bubble network. So this act as a proxy between these two networks. So that will be avoid the risk of the visibility to the production network. Let's see the Horizon View design. So as we discussed, uh, all the production VMs are recovered in the isolated bubble environment, and those are connected to the NSS logical switch. Uh, along with that, we have deployed few view components, such as uh, view desktop pool and view connection server inside the bubble. Additionally, we deployed view security server, which has a multi-home network. So one NIC is connected to the isolated bubble environment. Another NIC is connected to the user world. So this will act as a proxy between these two networks. Let's see how the user get the view uh, desktop here. The user requests the login to the view pod. The request will send to the connection uh, security server. Security server will forward the request to view connection server. View connection server validate the user request. And based on the user authentication and the entitlement, it will assign the view desktop. Since this view desktop, which is inside the bubble, once user logged into the this view uh, desktop, so they can access all the recovered VMs in the bubble environment. So our end user used the Horizon Workspace One suite to access all this uh, all the production application VM. The similar way, they log into the Workspace One suite and they access all the production application and perform the application validation. Let me explain about overall bubble test recovery process. As we discussed, we created uh, various network, uh, multiple network switch, uh, uh, NSS logical switches inside the bubble. And these, uh, these are mapped as a test network in SRM. Along with that, we have deployed a view components uh, inside the bubble for, um, for the validation, user access and the validation. And Additionally, we deployed virtual FI load balancer and NAS VMs. But these are the physical appliances in the production environment. So here we are using virtual appliances. So FI load balancer used for the load balancing purpose for app and web, web VMs. Uh, NAS VM used for, it serves the NAS exports to the all the production VMs. This NAS VM has a multi-home network. So the one NIC is connected to the isolated bubble network. Another NIC is connected to the production environment. So we sync the data from production NAS array to this NAS VM using the production network link. So once the data sync is completed, we'll suspend this link uh, during the DR test. Let's see the overall test recovery process. The SRM administrator initiates the green play button in SRM for a test recovery. So followed that, all the replicated LUNs will get mounted to the DRESXA host. And then all the recovered VMs get registered to the DRV Center server. And then it connects to the SRM test network, which is nothing but our NSS logical switch. The VMs are followed, the VMs are powered on. So now we successfully established the communication for all our recovered VMs, the multi-tier application VMs, which connect to the different network. The next task for the application validation. So the user logged into the view, view pod. And once they log into the view desktop, 
So they can access the all the production VM using Workspace One Suite. Uh, they can access the all the production application and they can perform the application validation seamlessly. So we have successfully uh, done the recovery test. During the DR test, we have to continue to monitor the DR journal space uh, on the RPA. So this, uh, act, all the active replications will get re uh, written into this DR journal space. If continue to grow, uh, if it is close to 100%, we need to clean up our DR environment. So now Mohammed is going to talk about how we shorten the RTO. Thank you. OK. So now we understand how to establish the communication uh, using NSX and how did we perform uh, application validation using Horizon View. It is also important how quick we perform our disaster recovery test. So there are some of the uh, some advanced settings which really helps us to shorten the RTO. So most of them are related to the Arabic replication workloads. The first one is uh, storage command timeout. This is the timeout value uh, for running storage-related uh, commands on uh, array-based replication workloads. If you have a recovery plan with larger number of data stores to handle, um, this default timeout may not be enough. Uh, you may receive a storage-related errors. So we have increased it from default 300 seconds to 600 seconds, and followed by maximum concurrent uh, maximum number of concurrent SRA operations. This is one of the important tasks which allow us to you know like uh, uh, run the parallel recovery of multiple recovery plans. We, since we have a larger number of recovery plans, we have to run it parallelly to you know, like shorten the RTO. So we noticed in the initial phase, uh, when we start the parallel recovery of four recovery plans together, so we receive an error on the fourth one. So after reconfigured this uh, up, um, setting from default 5 to 90, so it allows us to perform the concurrent operation on the SRA. Next is signature retry failure retry count. Um, so this is like whenever you perform test recovery or actual recovery um, in array-based replication, the exact set of LUN is getting replicated to your DR host. So your DR SXA host sees the existing signature on it. So whenever it gets mounted, it will it have to perform a re-signature to get it mounted to the DR SXA host. So if you have larger number of data store in your recovery plan, so that the default retry count is not enough, you may receive a, a errors in your recovery plan. So we increase it from default one to three. Next is host rescan, uh, as similar to the prior one, like whenever you perform test recovery or actual recovery, ESXA host perform and rescan to identify the storage and get mounted to it. So if you have larger number of data stores, then obviously, you know, like we receive a timeout. Uh, so we increase it from 300 to 600 seconds. And next is communication timeout between SRA and SRM. This is specific to the uh, array-based replication workload and EMC record point. We are using EMC record point for uh, replication. And uh, we notice uh, timeout errors. Uh, this is because of the communication timeout between SRA, SRA storage replication adapter, and SRM. And we work with EMC. We identify the setting called Web Service Connect Timeout. We increase it from 60 seconds to 1,860 seconds. You have to edit that in uh, SRA uh, properties file. Uh, you need to do that in both uh, your protected side and recovery side. So these are all the some of the advanced settings which really helps us to, uh, you know, like shorten the RTO. So we can run a parallel recovery of uh, multiple recovery plan, which reduces uh, our RTO time. Next, uh, we do have some of the challenges and lessons learned during this uh, testing phase. Uh, the first one is like a virtual machine with uh, FT protected. 
especially multiprocessor VMs. So prior to SRM 8.1, when you perform your test recovery of FT VMs with multiprocessor, you will receive on uh, memory reservation related errors. So um, you have to, um, you know, like uh, configure a memory reservation of the VMs in your DR side, then you have to power on that. With SRM 8.1, it is fully supported, um, FT protected VMs. Um, a slight limitation on uh, array-based replication is nothing but uh, your primary and secondary FTVMs needs to be part of same uh, consistency group. And also, after the recovery, your FTVMs will not be, uh, FT will not be enabled on the VMs. You have to re-enable the FT. And uh, we have uh, many Oracle Rack VMs with uh, shared disk and multi-writer flag enabled. And we noticed this error uh, could not open or create change hacking file when we perform our test recovery. This is because of uh, we enable the CBT, change block tracking, on our uh, um, uh, disks for the backup purpose. So if you have multi-writer disk, then we have to disable the CBT when you perform your recovery or uh, test recovery. And VDS host errors. Um, this is one of the errors we received uh, when we performed test recovery, and even some of the ESXi hosts got disconnected from the vCenter server. This is because uh, we are running a parallel recovery of multiple recovery plans. The uh, lot of uh, network reconfiguration needs to be take place. Either it, it configures a test network or even uh, actual recovery. So, if since we have a lot of uh, reconfiguration task happens, if that particular task takes longer than this timeout value of 30 seconds, which is default one, we notice that uh, we the recovery plan is getting failed and ESXIOs get disconnected from the vCenter. So to avoid that, we increase this rollback timeout from uh, 30 seconds to 300 seconds. After that, uh, you know, like we didn't receive any VDS host error. And some of the lessons learned is, uh, as I already discussed, uh, we were not able to perform a parallel recovery earlier due to the limitation of uh, concurrent SRA operation setting. We have configured it from 3 to 90. Then uh, we were able to allow even like uh, four or five, even six uh, recovery plans, we are able to parallelly run it. So which helps us to shorten the, you know, like RTO of our uh, DR test. And obviously, do not share a LAN across your clusters, uh, specifically when you use array-based replication. So you, you will receive this error, VMFS volume cannot found. So do not share a LAN across. If, if it's some migration purpose, if you're sharing, ensure that it gets uh, removed from the LAN after the purpose. Uh, this is specific to EMC require points. So whenever you perform test recovery or actual recovery, ensure that uh, the transfer state of EMC require point is always active. If it is not active, uh, you know, like we will receive a storage errors and uh, your test recovery will not continue. Uh, if you are not using uh, array uh, like a storage policy based protection group. Uh, whenever you add a new LAN, we have to reconfigure our protection group to include that LAN as part of protection group. Even uh, new VMs is deployed, we have to reconfigure this. Next is uh, whenever you perform test recovery, as I said, when you do the test recovery, you, uh, you are, uh, it takes a temporary snapshot of your replicated data store, and all the active writes from your protection um, protected uh, site will be sitting in your uh, journal log size. So um, maybe like high-rate VMs uh, can quickly fill up your journal log size. It impacts the time length of your disaster recovery. So you can uh, monitor the high-rate VMs. If it is really not needed for your DR test, you can uh, go ahead and power up that VMs in your DR site.
Okay, so uh, we, we talked about some of the lessons learned and uh, issues here. Let's talk about some of the benefits. Uh, this is completely flexible and non-disruptive. If you want to perform your DR test, you don't need to run behind your you know like downtime schedule. You can just your production copy is just running as it is. Your user cannot notice anything on that. You're just validating your application, the entire set, end-to-end -end application validation in your DR site. It's completely flexible, and uh, with view and. Uh, NSX, we established the communication and we have a seamless uh, user validation. So you can perform your end-to-end -end business transaction. So like every DR test, we perform an end-to-end -end business um, transaction, like we send an order and we validate it across all the you know, like integrated system and we validate that order is received till the end. So we were able to perform end-to-end -end business validation. And update, uh, like, uh, is infrastructure is keep growing every day. We are adding new softwares, uh, you know, like, uh, very frequently. So we have to ensure that our recovery plan is up to date as per our infrastructure growth. So this ensures that uh, you, you are up to date with your infrastructure and uh, you are, you know, like, uh, frequently testing your test recovery. Next is, uh, it's obviously seamless and on-demand DR test. So in, in our case, like if we have a DR deal which is scheduled over the weekend, so we perform uh, two or three bubble tests uh, across the week, in the weekdays, and we ensure that everything is perfect. If you notice any issues, then we, we start working on it because you don't need to get a downtime and get a business uh, downtime for uh, this DR test. We ensure everything is perfect in our bubble test, then we proceed with the DR test. Obviously, it increases your DR confidence. And one of the another use cases, if you have enough the, um, any of the you know, like critical application or uh, database upgrade, so th there are missing critical. Like if, if it is down, then we will be losing our revenue impact. So what we do is we fail over that particular environment into our bubbled environment, and we perform our application and DR upgrades in this bubble environment. We also ensure that uh, we validate the end-to-end -end application, uh, uh, like business process validation, and then we proceed with the production upgrades. Because we even have a stage and environment, stage and uh, you know, like uh, testing environment. But uh, as you guys know, right, not stage is equivalent to the production. We may receive some other different errors in uh, so this helps us to ensure that uh, you know, like minimize with minimized down, minimized downtime, uh, we can perform our upgrades without any you know, like uh, surprise issues. Obviously, like we perform very frequent uh, DR tests, uh, bubble DR test, and uh, it it increases our DR confidence. And anytime we can ready and go and uh, press the ready for the our DR scenarios. And with SRM advanced settings, uh, we were able to reduce the RTO, and we were able to perform uh, the recovery of larger numbers within the 90 minutes. Um, that's what the count the title says. And I hope uh, this is informative for you. And uh, uh, our emails are displayed. You can uh, follow up or send an email to us for any question. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>